My dear friends, today is the seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The second collect is for Saint Nicodemus. The third is the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. The entirety of the month of September is dedicated and consecrated to the sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her first sorrow when our Lord was merely days of old, and Simeon held the Christ child in his arms, and he turned to Mary and said, Thou art set for the rise and for the fall of many, speaking of Christ. And he turned to Mary and said, And your heart a sword shall pierce. And then a few months later, after Christ fled into Egypt with Joseph and Mary, then we traveled 12 years where he is left behind in Jerusalem and his parents find him in the temple. And then we go for about 20 years and Mary walks the way of the cross with her son. She sees him crucified. She sees him taken down and she receives him from the cross. And she and the apostles entomb our Lord in a stranger sepulcher. Those are the seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows is a very useful devotion. The ascetical fathers teach us that we cannot progress in virtue unless we suffer with our Lord and suffer with Our Lady. Suffering well-born tempers the soul. It strengthens it against adversity, and it brings the soul to a certain maturity. The soul ripens under suffering. The church is not content to give John the Baptist one day a year. She gives him two. The church is not content to give St. Joseph one day a year. She gives him two. And the church is not content to give the Blessed Mother under her sorrowful title. One day a year she gives her two. Today's feast, which we're privileged to celebrate almost once every seven years with you on a Sunday, and the Friday after Passion Sunday, before Palm Sunday. It is the mind of the church that we think daily during September of the sorrow of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Church places so much emphasis upon the suffering mother because our Lord places such emphasis upon her suffering. Is not all the sorrow of Our Lady centered around the afflictions of our Lord, her Son, the Son of Mary? What son could possibly suffer without his parents? sharing in that pain. The devotion to the sorrowful mother dates back to the early days of the infant church. It has its birth on the very day Christ was raised up on the cross, in the very place where he offered his life for mankind. This feast is full of importance when our Lord turns to St. John, as we just read in the Mass. And he says, Behold thy mother, and woman, behold thy son. 
Christ did not ask anybody to behold Mary at the wedding feast when she was happy, when she was celebrating. Christ did not ask anyone to behold Mary when she was at work, when her thoughts were intent upon doing her best for God. Christ did not ask anyone to behold Mary at her immaculate conception or her assumption. But he did ask us to behold her as she is wrapped in grief, tears, and suffering. We call it the transfixation of Mary. The reason why Christ wanted us to observe Mary then was because no mystery of Our Lady more clearly demonstrates her faith her hope, her charity, as does the mystery of her sorrows. In her son's death, we see the charity of the mother. She most willingly forgives those who put her son to death, the soldiers, the sinners. In her son's death, we see the faith of the mother. Her son was reviled, treated with contempt, shamefully dying upon the cross like a common criminal, yet she never doubted for a moment that her son was the son of God. Even though his humanity appeared utterly destroyed, she still saw his divinity. In her son's death, do we see the hope of, of the mother of Mary? Her son's death was the most bitter pill. But how many times did he tell her of the necessity to be lifted up that souls might be reclaimed for heaven? Mary was united to Christ his whole life. She was not going to be separated from him in his death. She, as co-redemptrix, suffered with her divine son. Her sufferings far surpassed that of the martyrs. This was because she who was guiltless of sin was raised to a supernatural degree of compassion and understanding of how sin affects our Lord. You and I are invited this September to come to the foot of the cross and compassionate with Mary your, and your Savior. The only sure way to share in their happiness in heaven is to share in their sorrow here on earth. In the Mass of the Nativity of Our Lady, which we said last week, we said the prayer, we lift up our hearts to the Lord in praise, and thanksgiving for the gift of Our Lady. But what does Mary truly mean to us? Words are cheap, and so are prayers if we do not mean them. If we do not put into practice that which is meant by the words, we spend much time talking of Mary and teaching our children about the mother of Jesus. Knowledge is not enough, for even the devil could write volumes 
on the mother of God and her perfections. It does him no good, nor will knowledge of Mary do us any good unless we put it into practice. We cannot love someone unless we know them. Therefore, knowledge is not only good, but knowledge is necessary to love Mary. We, we learn of Mary firstly from our parents, perhaps then our priests and our teachers, but no priest or parent can give us a certain knowledge of Mary, which can only come from prayer and recollection and devotion. Without devotion, all of our devotions are worth very little. All of our good intents, all of our actions are worth very little or nothing. Devotion to Our Lady and to Our Lord will give you a relish for the things of God. We cannot love the Son without loving the Mother. We cannot know the Son without knowing the Mother. You've all heard it said, where he is king, she is queen. She is the most powerful lady and has a tremendous effect upon the lives of her children. Someday we will populate heaven or hell. We will respond to Mary as do the citizens of each, respective of where we go. Either we will tremble in fear at her voice, as all the demons of hell, or we will become ecstatic and praise this, the greatest of God's handiwork. God love you and God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.